hope you're hungry because you're listening to 3M6, your podcast guide to all the eats in the 316. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for coming back to another episode of 3M6, where we go around and we talk to local restaurant tours to hear their stories about, well, why they open these restaurants that we know and love. Today's episode is going to be really great, but real quick, I want to tell you guys about a couple sponsors before we get cracking on this. First up, you have not heard us talk about them yet on 3M6, but we have talked about them uh, a lot on Wichita Podcast. That's Central Market Wine and Spirits. Central Market Wine and Spirits over on the corner of Central and Oliver. Um, You know, if this is your first time hearing about this, we love Central Market Wine and Spirits. They are great. It's a great open atmosphere. A lot of different choices from your wines to your liquors to your beers. They've got a lot of awesome everything. Uh, they've got mixers and just anything you need for a good night out, a good weekend. Go over to Central Market Wine and Spirits. Tell them Wichita Podcast 3 Yum 6 sent you. And just, uh, yeah, say what's going on. We also got WichitaRewards.com. You have heard us talk about them before. Uh, WichitaRewards.com. They are moving and grooving. You can buy your card online. You can take that card to some different restaurants or uh, other places out there that are local places. And we're supporting local by doing this. Uh, and you get rewards just for uh, doing it. You can save a ton of money. And normally it costs you, what, 20 bucks to get a card. But we can get you a card for $15. Just go on WichitaRewards.com. Code word Wichita Podcast at checkout, $15 card. You can make up those savings real fast. I'm talking real fast. There are things on there that you're saving 5, 10, 15 bucks on. So go check out WichitaRewards.com, buy yourself a card, and get excited. So today's interview, we talked to Stacy Ward Latin down at Hopping Gnome Brewing Company. It was a really fun interview. Uh, I did not get too drunk, which is good. I was able to keep my wits about me, but Stacy was awesome to talk to, kind of how they got started with uh, their tap room and everything that goes on down there. It's really a cool little cozy spot if you haven't been. And if you have been, go back and check them out. Hopping Gnome, uh, or just the Gnome, as I was uh, told on the episode, is at 1710 East Douglas Ave. Go check them out. Tell them Wichita Podcast 3M6 sent you down there. Um, and yeah, here's the interview. All right, everyone. We are down here at Hopping Gnome. We are on Douglas Avenue, right? And Douglas and Hydraulic. Do- Douglas and Hydraulic. I always like start and I never know what I'm going to say uh, where we are, but we're on Douglas and Hydraulic. Hello. Hello. You are Stacy. <laughs> Hello. Where are we? We're here. At the we are gnome. at Hopping Gnome. That is <laughs> I'm, right. I'm Stacy Ward Latin, and I'm glad to be here. We are glad to have you. It's just me today. A lot of times, we I have my co-host Andrew, and I uh, forget to introduce that he's here, but he's not here today. <laughs> um, and so it's just me. I am drinking the Earl of ESB. Yes. Where did that name come from? Well, uh, so ESB stands for English Special Bitter. Mm. Which, fun fact, it's not really bitter. So it was one, it's an old world uh, English style beer. So it's more malty. So it's before the IPAs. So if you know an IPA is, is more is more bitter, what you think of as hoppy. Right. So if you say English Special Bitter, people are like, ooh, I don't know if I mm. like that. But they typically do. It's great. It's light to drink. It's just a little bit malty. has a little bit of sweetness. And because it's an English beer, we thought of the Earl or the song, the Duke of Earl. And so we right. called it the Earl of ESB. 
I love it. I put you on the spot. That wasn't one of my questions. <laughs> That's okay. I'll keep you I'm guessing. Ready. On your toes. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Well, we are down here at Hoppin' Gnome. We're going to hear a little bit about your story and your ties to Wichita and just anything hopefully you want to share today. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself and your ties with Wichita. Yeah. So I'm from Wichita. So born and raised here. I went to Valley Center High School. Uh, and then I went to Fort Hayes State University for college. And that's where I met my husband, Tori. So he's actually from Lyons, Kansas, small town uh, near, near Hutchinson and sure. McPherson. So um, he got an internship here at uh, MKEC, um, it's an engineering consultant firm, and ended up uh, getting, getting a job here. He graduated about a year before I did. And I stayed to get my master's um, in organizational leadership and was doing nonprofit management was my plan. Uh, but in 2008, not a lot of jobs <laughs> in the sure. middle of the start of the recession. Uh, and so I did not want to move back here. I was hoping Kansas City. I was hoping Denver. I was hoping what, you know, kind of what every, <laughs> what every Wichita kid I feel like in the, in yeah. the early to mid-2000s was thinking. Um, and ended up getting a job here. I worked at the, my first job out of college was the YWCA Women's, uh, which is the Wichita Family Crisis Center now. So I worked mm. in uh, domestic violence as an advocate. I went on to work at Girl Scouts and just a, uh, a lot of nonprofit work and some some on the corporate side. And uh, yeah, so we ended up we ended up staying for a while and had a little trip to Colorado. And during that trip was I'm just kind of go- going into why we started. <laughs> I'm going. Sure. I'm skipping ahead. Do it because um, it goes with the story. Do so, it. Uh, we had that conversation that a lot of young people have. Do you want to stay in Wichita? Should we go? What should we do? Um, we were having a little kind of a brewery tour trip um, in kind of the Boulder, Fort Collins area. So, And while we loved the New Belgians and the Odells and the big brewery tours that we had, we really liked the really small tap rooms. And I didn't even know what a tap room was. Tap room is just beer focused, no food. Um, And this was a college town, so a lot of students doing their homework, people playing board games, people just talking about the beer. Uh, There might be a food truck around, some snacks, but it was very beer-focused, and we just didn't have anything like that here. So we're like, ooh, we love this. So we started going to more places like that. And at the time, uh, Tori had been, this was in 2012, and uh, Tori started homebrewing in 2010 and had won some homebrew awards, um, actually for the ESB. Won a gold medal for a couple of homebrew uh, regional gonna take uh, another sip now yeah <laughs> regional competition and a national competition and it was just like I really like brewing and I was like well we can just move somewhere and you could brew and I work a nonprofit and end of story right right <laughs> and he's like I just feel like Wichita could use something like this and I said so you're saying we need to start a brewery and he thought yeah sure right and I was like let's do it which he thought I was <laughs> not gonna say that and so I said <laughs> okay so we started talking about it and neither one of us have like I said he has a um, he did AutoCAD. He was a draftsman, um, has kind of an engineering background. I um, have a nonprofit background. Neither one of us have a background in business, know nothing about starting a business, um, but thought, huh. And, but we've, we decided right away that we didn't want to have food, that we liked that. I call it a coffee shop vibe with beer is what I call it. We okay. wanted that, that vibe. We didn't necessarily want to do coffee because that's early in the morning to late right. at night kind of thing. Didn't necessarily want to do food at all. Um, and but we just didn't know how we'd make that work. So we kind of went in with that plan of like the tap room and then also distributing. We were thinking, you know, our, our initial business plan, we were thinking uh, that people wouldn't come in here, that 
people would, mm. you know, they might pop in every now and then get a growler fill, sit at the bar, but really they're going to go to other local bars and restaurants around town that they already go to that support and serve local craft beer. So that was kind of our initial plan. It took a while to get that going because we, like I said, didn't know what we were doing. We worked with great organizations like the SBA. Um, you can just go in and they'll help you with a business plan. And we got a lot of help on that. Um, we were able to get, uh, secure some, some loans, some funding. Um, and we decided on uh, the Douglas Design District to, to kind of call our home. We, uh, you know, initially looked at Old Town, downtown, a little bit of Delano, not, not a lot going on in that area at the time. Um, and just for the pricing and just being close to downtown, we just thought, huh, there's something really neat about this area. Tanya's had recently moved over here. We had the donut hole was doing really well, making national news at the time, right. and, uh, doing some really on the travel sites and doing some neat things. And so um, we decided, started construction in uh, 2014 and we opened summer of 2015. Okay. You know, it's, it, it's funny when you were saying all that because 2008, Wichita was a fine place to live. But when you grow up in it, you're kind of like, and you live at home, it's like, eh. And I remember somebody telling me, the second you don't live at home, Wichita's a lot more fun to like spend some time in. And Wichita has since 2008, and I would attribute a lot of this to places like you guys and, and others, has become a cooler place to hang out. Um, I don't, I mean, we, when we were kids, I don't think there were breweries or things like that around, right? And so it's, um, it's definitely been a revitalization, and this is the perfect spot for it. Yeah, um, we, we noticed right away that this was kind of more the up-and-coming area. Um, the Wichita flag was becoming a thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, by local. We saw more local, not just breweries, but uh, restaurants and shops and things like that popping up. And that's what we decided to, to, to go for it. And it was a little scary, but, um, you know, River City has been around for years. And Wichita Brewing had, had uh, just been open a couple of years before that. And Walnut River in El Dorado was getting started right when we were having um, some ideas. They actually kind of helped us. We looked mm. to, you know, if you if you know anything about the brewing community in Wichita, you know that we all work together and support each other and literally um, <laughs> work together and, and, you know, got advice because there's a, in this, in the state of Kansas and, um, you know, just anywhere it's, there's a lot of licensing things with alcohol and things that you have to do. And so I always recommend not only working with like the SBA and things like that, also um, looking to those. Not every community, not every business community is like that, but right. a lot of small businesses uh, we've realized um, have been very supportive of each other, and especially especially our brewing community. Which I don't think we would go into business if it would have been like a cutthroat. Like, sure. <laughs> I can't give you my uh, trade secrets, you know sure. that kind of thing. That wouldn't have been appealing to us. So I think just that that and of course making beer, drinking beer is fun. Right. So we knew we were going into a into a fun industry. So what is it about Wichita? that you think it makes it such a special city, especially when it comes to the food, restaurants, breweries, things like that? Well, we have a lot of restaurants in Wichita, and you hear that a lot, which is one of the reasons why we didn't necessarily want to have a restaurant, because you, you hear there are a lot of restaurants. There are a lot of, we, you know, we're a test area for a lot of the, the chains, and it's nice we have those. We have a lot of local, um, local restaurants, local bars, local breweries, um, local shops, a lot of great retail that are, you know, retail shops that may uh, have a little shop here, but they have a national international reach sometimes um, that I think a lot of people don't realize and what I like about it is we're a big enough city that we can have all these things but they all have like a small town feel like mm. you feel like you're in mm-hmm. a, on the main street of a 
of a, wherever you go to these little pockets, whether you're Delano, um, you know, down Old Town, if you're, you know, in, in the Clifton Square or something like that, you feel like you're on a main street of a small town. And I think that's what I like about it. And everybody, you get to know everybody, everybody gets to know their shop owners and especially the other uh, business owners. We all know each other. I like to, I just had as uh, a family in town, I was taking my sister-in-law to some shops and she's like, man, you know, everyone here. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm going to take you to see my friend. And then of course the shop's cute too, but I want, right. you, to come, want you to meet my friend. So um, that was, you know, that's something that I always like to do. And one of my favorite things to do is, is people. And I've had people from out of town say that from bigger cities, say it just feels like a small town, but it's, and it is a smaller city, but it's big enough that, you know, it's, it, you don't expect that necessarily. Hopping Gnome is an interesting name. Um, tell us about where you guys came up with it. Yeah, so we had some other names in mind. Uh, we wanted to be High Five Brewing to start with because my okay. husband and I high five a lot. Okay. Um, and then we start looking it up and there's already a High Five Brewing uh-huh. somewhere. And, you know, there's a lot of, this is, this was in 20... I want to say 2013 going into 2014. So, so breweries were, you know, craft breweries were, were becoming popular all over and and popping up all over the U S. So we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, similar names to what we wanted or, um, a lot of home brewers have their, have Twitter handles and websites and things like that at the time. And we didn't want to have anything that was too close to anybody else. And so, um, the mustache thing was really big then. Mm-hmm. And if you know my husband, Tori, he's got a big red beard. It wasn't quite as big at the time. <laughs> he was still working in an office. So, sure. <laughs> so it was a little more, it was a little shorter, but we were like captain red beard or something like that. And like that's taken to right. like, it was just really frustrating. So one night we were like, let's just take a break. Cause we were talking it through after work. Of course we have to do everything after work. It's very working, working late into the night trying right. to figure things out and he went downstairs to our um, bar we had a, a kegerator with his um, homebrew as an IPA on tap and he was drinking IPA and he looks at the bar and on the setting on the bar we have a little uh, gnome from the Kansas City Royal from the all-star game the 2012 mm. uh, Royals all-star game so you know how you get like the bobbleheads right. at the giveaways it was a little gnome and it's actually above our exit sign to the right of the exit sign when you come in the come in the door it's just a little oh, gnome yeah. Um, and he looked at it and he ran upstairs and was like, what about hopping gnome? Like there's hops and beer and oh. gnomes are known for drinking. And I was like, I don't, we're not really gnome people. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> now you are. I'm like, we didn't, yeah, we didn't even have a, we didn't even have a garden gnome. I feel like it was a little <laughs> kitschy, but, but it definitely had a ring to it. So we looked it up and there was some, some gnome themed gastropubs and some things like hoppy gnome or happy gnome, but there were no breweries with that name nothing similar enough that so we immediately just got the website domain and the twitter handle and facebook and everything there you go uh just it kind of grew on me after a while especially when we worked with uh chris parks a local graphic designer to do our logo and he gave us just like a couple options very simple and was like am i going in the right direction and we're like yes (laughs) (laughs) and that's when that's when hopping gnome was born i like it i never even thought about the fact that hops and Mm. it makes so much sense my, I, I homebrew a little myself. Yeah. A little bit. I call my beer King Rooster because David was a king, and my last name means rooster in German. So. Love it. They say when you hit 30, uh, man, when men hit 30, they get one of three hobbies. They start a podcast, they homebrew, or they get into this, uh, like, war, civil war or whatever. I did two of the three. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I started two podcasts instead. So. Um, <laughs> okay. Now, you've kind of already talked a little bit about why you guys chose the tap room environment, but is, it, is there more to expand on that? Um, I, I see that you guys were the first tap room we had here in Wichita, um, but just kind of 
why you yeah. chose to focus on that? We just loved the tap rooms that we visited in Colorado. Uh, we just, in other places as well, that was just that initial like 2012 trip where it all kind of happened. But uh, we just loved that vibe and that community that people seemed to, there were, there were regular, which there were regulars at every bar and every place, but it just had a different feel. And we just wanted to create that here. And we were really nervous about it because we didn't know, we hadn't owned businesses before. Neither one of us had even worked in the industry before. And so we were really nervous about about you know, hopefully we can create this and hopefully people want to come in i mean we, like i said we literally thought we were going to just distribute the beer was just going to go out the door well we were pleasantly surprised of course uh, we actually in order to kind of start our social media following you know things were a little bit easier back then of course with you could get a lot more organic reach but we really got a lot of our followers on facebook and just kind of instagram was kind of just getting started uh, from our Kickstarter campaign. That was mm. kind of the big, like, we're, we're coming um, because we did not uh, al- allocate enough funds from our from our loans to our construction, of course. Construction went higher than, than we thought and took longer than we thought. And so uh, we raised $25,000. And mm. you can go back, that's a fun fact, so you can go back on our Facebook page, or used to be able to, I don't know, they change it all the time, <laughs> but you can go back and find, like, click on videos and you can go back and find our original video. This is back before you could even use your phone to oh, take wow. videos because this was in like 2013, 2014. Right. And it's like our friends taking videos like, you gotta support this. And like <laughs> like, try, like pulling on the door like, oh my gosh, they need to raise money. They're not, they're, they can't open and us like standing in this empty space. Like we need a tap room and it's just hilarious. So <laughs> definitely recommend if, you bore, if you're bored and you wanna learn it. I'll go, go find it and, and post it on the blog. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go back and find an old, an old, it probably not very high quality video uh, but we met our goal and that's how we got a lot of our initial followers and we had them come to the tap room before we even started construction and to get you know if you donated so much you got a glass or you got a shirt or something and stickers and kind of started that whole thing and so that really helped to build uh, excitement because honestly like the only way we I think about it now all the ways that we promote things um, you know we mostly use social media but there are other ways um, other than like uh, you know, Carrier Rangers and Dining Woods and Nice and things like that. We just literally used Facebook to right. like and Twitter to like tell people we were opening. And so when we opened, uh, we didn't know if people were going to show. I mean, we had Let Meat Broads, which is pros now. We love them. Um, Let Meat Broads was our first food truck, and they okay. came out, and I was like, I hope people show up. And we opened, and it was like crazy busy the whole time. We were not prepared staff wise. <laughs> we were not. We just. I mean, we had some soft openings, but we just sure. didn't know what it was going to be like. And then we realized very quickly, as we're running out of beer week two, um, that we were not going to be distributing a lot, that people liked this place. And after just a few weeks, we noticed people calling it the gnome, which uh, we were going to go um, with HGBC. A lot of breweries use their acronym, mm-hmm. acronym. And so we were calling it that to start with, or we were calling it hopping. It's kind of a long name. You know, we're calling it hopping gnome. Um, and a lot of people, and we're uh, trying to use the full name because people were like hoppy gnome what is this place what's a gnome like they were spelling gnome wrong it was really weird so we're trying <laughs> to like you know establish like when you google us that kind of thing um, and people just started calling it the gnome and we thought that was really neat where they're like heading to the gnome right or i'll meet you at the gnome sure. and that that culture that community just was organic and started on its own we were also pleasantly surprised that uh we have a wide range of anybody from 21 to 80 
in here any given time. And kids are allowed. We do we do offer some juice boxes and things okay. and um, some snacks and uh, you know bring your own snacks, bring your own. We have some board games and things like that. But kids are allowed until until ten, and so that's great. But you know, it's uh, we didn't know if it was going to be a certain you know who are we, who are we going to attract a certain age group, certain demographic, and really it's been a really wide range. And we have new people all the time. We do the brew tours and things mm-hmm. like that. That helps and. And people can just sit at the bar by themselves and, and make new friends, which is exactly what we wanted. Okay. Yeah, and when you, you called it earlier the coffee shop without the coffee or with the beer, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been here a handful of times and looking around now and just now kind of hearing more about the story, I see it. You know, you bring your snacks, you bring a computer to do some work or whatever, and it's just kind of a cool hangout spot that is just about the beer and hanging out in the, in the, in the community, I would say. Um, what kind of beers or what types of beers do you guys offer or specialize in? Uh, American English and German style. So we are known for having very drinkable beer, uh, very consistent, which we are proud of. So our CPI Amber uh, received a, a silver medal at the Great American Beer Festival in 2018. That's okay. a big, it was out of 124 entries. Wow. So that was a big, um, and that just keeps growing, of course, because all the breweries keep growing. Um, so that was a huge honor. And um, so that I always recommend the amber. The ESB was a, was a original. Uh, most of the most of the recipes, most of our standard beers, our six or seven standard offerings were um, homebrew. Uh, his homebrew original recipes. Okay. Um, and then uh, later we started adding more seasonals, which are always popular. You know, I always want something new. Things that rotate. He does a great Kolsch. Um, Tori brews some great. Um, we have our ICT IPA, which is great and light and crisp. But he does some other great uh, double IPAs that he's known for. And then the HBIC sour uh, is a great story. So he never brewed a sour, never wanted to brew a sour, didn't think that was going to be Kay. anything that we were ever going to do. And after we were open about two years, I was like, sours are really getting popular. And sure. I really personally really liked sours. And I was like, I feel like I meet people at other breweries. Um, and they were kind of just catching on here, but of course everywhere else already had them when we travel. And I said, you know, people who like wine, who don't necessarily like beer, tend to like sour. So sure. I feel like you bring in a new a new thing. And I just always love fruity beers, like in the summer and stuff. And so he said, I'll try one. And he actually worked with uh, Ryan Kerner, was uh, the brewer at uh, River City at the time, and he ha- he came to help him and worked uh, and asked some other other breweries in the in the area some some get some feedback because he'd never never brewed one before. Um, and then we were trying to think of what to call it. And I always use H. Do you know what HBIC stands for? That's a trivia question. H. HBIC. HBIC. Is it a Wichita thing? <laughs> no, it okay. actually it is. So we don't have that copyrighted. That's why I say HBIC sour. H, the, the term, the acronym HBIC, we do not have copyrighted. Okay. So I know who I the do. BIG is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like that. So it's actually like a long time ago. We talked about uh, when I was in college and all that. If you think about, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago, um, Flava Flav, uh, sure. that's where it, uh, New York said, well, I'm the HBIC. So it's the head B in charge. Oh. Um, you can p- replace B with whatever you sure. like. So my dad likes to say blonde because he doesn't like to say the other B word. Okay. <laughs> or, or the head babe in charge. Okay. So um, I used to say that all the time working in nonprofit. We'd have work with volunteers and we'd have events and we'd say, well, who's HBIC of this event? And we would just like say it. And it's I probably because we kind of were watching, you know, 
big VH1 MTV fans or whatever at the time. So kind of knew about that. And it's, and now you see it all the time. It's on shirts. It's on people have podcasts called HBIC. It's very, it's very common. It's kind of like hashtag girl boss. It's very right. common. Okay. Um, so anyway, so he was, so to, it was actually Tori's idea to name it HBIC after me. Wow. Um, and then we were trying to figure out the label for the beer because we wanted to fund something different than just a gnome. We were like maybe a girl gnome. Um, and then we actually went with some artwork by a local artist, Johnny Freedom. Um, which is above our women's restroom. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so right. So he did a whole art show. It's kind of like tattoo, cool. uh, American traditional tattoos. And I actually got the tattoo on my arm. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm pretty pretty committed. Tori yeah. has two gnome tattoos. So if you know us, it's it's not hard to right. <laughs> figure out who we are. Right. Um, and so we went with that. And um, and it's still, it's one of our top sellers now. And it's definitely the beer that we distribute the most around town. Because like I said, we thought we were going to distribute a lot at first. And we didn't. But we've grown that. We've grown to only about 20, 25% typically um, to where we, you know, initially thought we were going to distribute like half of the beer. So it's been great to grow that and be in lots of local great places, um, bars and restaurants. And HBIC is is the is definitely the, when it's the most popular and most of... Uh, the majority of our sales and it changes it, you know uh, right you know sometimes a stout is going to be better when it's cold or the the ipa or the colch is nice when it's warm out but that but the hbic is consistent we actually actually do the salty gnome now which is a ghost style and mm. that's like a salty sour Ooh. just to have another right. um, sour and they both rotate fruit flavors so there's always something new and fresh and um but a lot of people think we just started with that beer, and it's like, nope, that was a that's it. That was a lesson of which we'll tell. I think our number one lesson we like to give new business owners or piece of advice, I guess, uh, is that it's not about what you want; it's about what the customers want. And right. while you know our, our standard list has a lot of those original beers that our friends like to drink, and our friends encourage us to, hey, you could sell this, and did all that. We know that people wanted sours, people want other things that were that we're going to make down the line because that's that's what it's about is the com- customers in the community i'm sure it has a good flavor flav yeah. to it <laughs> i was gonna yell flavor flav but i know who he is i and I'm, i know who yeah. new york was i just yeah. didn't i guess that's didn't watch it, it. I, i'm pretty sure i'm like 99 i believe sure that's where it came from i'll edit this all out <laughs> if it's not um so and i don't think i have this on my list but you kind of talked about the distributing like Tell me a little bit about that and where we can find you outside of, obviously we can come get beer here, but where else can people find you? So we are on the HBIC is on consistently at the Monarch. Um, and we love that partnership. We love, I mean, we just love partnering with, with local bars and restaurants. It's so great. And it gets people out there. It gets, um, you know, more at first it was more awareness of who we are. And now it's just, it's just great to partner. So, um, most of your local bars and restaurants that, that have taps, you can find us maybe not all the time, but like rotating a lot because there's so many of us now. It's sure. so great. So um, and a lot of them only and because we only do keg beer, we don't do mass production of cans. We can here on a small scale, but um, you know there's only so many taps a lot of times at restaurants. Right. So um, always the Monarch. Um, a lot of times the Public, the Anchor, um, Dempsey's Burger Pub, um, Ziggy's Pizza. A lot of these local local restaurants that you're very familiar with, um, and then other um, larger restaurants as well. Some uh, Buffalo. Wild Wings started oh, carrying local very local cool. beers, so it's really interesting that um, it. So the list kind of rotates, but we're usually on about ten to fifteen places every every month. Uh, Wind Surge, uh, the uh, Riverfront Stadium, is also doing a little bit of of uh, local craft beer, and I think that's the HBIC that's been okay. on so far. So that's kind of also rotating as well. So definitely ask for. 
for Gnome Beer. Um, when you when you go in, I know Bricktown Brewing and places like that are always rotating. Um, and sometimes it's always on, and sometimes it's it's not always on. But always just check always check uh, what the local beer list is. Okay. Now, you're obviously a big proponent of buy local and, and supporting local. What are some of the ways that I'm going to use the cool new term I just learned, the gnome, go about that? Goes about that, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we try to work with local vendors and partners as much as possible. I mean, of course, we're getting a lot of our hops from the Pacific Northwest, and right. the grains are not always from this area. Um, the um, this rain is good for the Northwest to grow the barley because we know <laughs> we know Ukraine and Russia are not doing a lot of barley production sure. right now, so it's a little bit of an issue. But um, so a lot, not everything can be from here, but we try to get, um, but there is like a, a Kansas, um, Kansas Hop Co is a local um, hop grower in the Kansas City area. And there's, there's some, some ways to work in some wheats and things that we can, we can do. And we try to do that as often as we can, but other supplies and other goods that we can get um, there, you know, we try to work with our local restaurant supply store for things. You know, I'm not trying to, or, like, we all know some things you have to get on Amazon or you have to buy in bulk or something, you know, it's, it's, and that's fine, but we try to think of, you know what, I can buy this here. I don't need this in bulk. I can just run over here down the street and, and someone I have a relationship with. And, and, you know, we try to do that with cleaning supplies. We do that with our merchandise. We, you know, we could bulk order shirts and things like that from other places, but we do that here locally. And we um, do our printing here locally and we support our local, lo- great local print shops. Mm. Um, we also like to carry local products. So we have um, Apollo Kombucha is a great option here. We um, White Crow Cider, which they're getting ready to open their big tap room. Sure. Um, we have those available in cans. We've always had Nitro Joe's coffee, cold brew coffee. Um, we also, so we like to, anytime we can have any kind of local snacks, local drinks, things like that, we offer. Um, we typically don't have guest taps just because our taps are usually full of our beer, but we've done that in the past. Um, and other collaboration, obviously breweries collaborate together. So right. we make a lot of beers together with uh, local breweries as well as other breweries across the state and across the country. Um, we also partner with, we have a kind of a consistent partnership going on with Reverie, Reverie Coffee Roasters. We uh, use use their 24 karat goat um, coffee. It's a, we cold brew the coffee and put it in our design district coffee stout which mm. is why it has that name. We partner with a donut hole. They put beer in the donuts on Fridays. So okay. you can get beer donuts on Fridays. Good to know. They kind of rotate whatever we have that's new. Um, and then our biggest partner, just kind of our daily partner, would really be our uh, our pizza neighbors, I like to call them, Piatto Neapolitan mm. Pizzeria. Uh, you can actually order the pizza here, and they'll deliver it to you. Very nice. Good to know. So, And other food trucks and other – we just – I love partnering. That's what I did um, my – background in nonprofit was uh, was all about partnerships so sure. I, when I worked at Girl Scouts we work with Botanica for the flower badge and things like that you know the zoo for the animal stuff you know it was it was just natural to work with work with others and so that's kind of the model I call it relationship-based business that I um, kind of brought to this which is I think like I said most breweries and most small businesses are like that but not everybody a lot of people a lot of times we think we have to do everything ourselves and we have to try to do it better than somebody else. And we can't ask any questions and we can't ask for help. And so I definitely try to, you know, anytime there's still moments like that for us, but I think we try to reach out and do whatever we can to, if we need help or we're also here to help. I like it. How did COVID affect your business? 
Well, luckily, we were able to do to-go beer um, during the shutdown. So while the tap room was shut down, we were able to do um, for a couple months. About we were we shut down a little bit early before the whole thing started because we were nervous about and just our really small space. We're nervous about it, and then we stayed shut down a little bit longer. So about three months, we were shut down doing to-go only. So we ramped up our to-go options. So we've always had the growler bottles and growler cans. That's a 32-ounce can. Um, and crawler machine we've always had those options available but we definitely ramped that up Um, saw a can shortage that was one of the first uh, supply chain thing that happened uh, where we were literally working with other breweries to get cans getting odd sizes we literally if you saved any cans or see any of our uh, social media posts from that time it's like a silver can with like sharpie written on it I mean we couldn't even get labels <laughs> wow. it was it was crazy we also started um, canning smaller sizes so which we've continued so we have some 16 ounce we do a lot of four packs of those we do some 12 ounce specialty cans um, and so we just did a lot of specials that we still we still have a lot of those um, we did three pack Thursday which is like three crawlers for uh, $30 and we just tried to like we partnered a lot with our neighbors again doing as much as we can together to try to get people to get you know food to go beer to go whatever they can do and, pe- and people really came out for that um, it, it slowed after a while I think everybody realized ooh maybe we're like eating and drinking too much and we're you know we need to slow. Yeah. but you know we did the same we went around and my favorite my favorite part of that time was so scary it was just mm-hmm. literally day to day I'm like updating the website and like trying to get people to like updating hours we're trying I mean every day to seemed like a struggle not sleeping but um, we did try to see the positive in it and we tried to um, do some fun things so one thing we did is we made shirts that that said uh, stay gnome and wash your hands I like and it that. was like the the um, we want you like mm-hmm. the Uncle Sam mm-hmm. kind of thing but it was a gnome I so love that. we work with we work with prairie print here in town on that and it was a great design we sold probably 300 of those online <laughs> And we shipped them or we went around and like dropped them off. We dressed like gnomes and like dropped them off on people's that. doorstep. And the, the other thing we did that I love to share this story. Um, we only did it for about a couple months until it was no longer safe for us to be together. But our team got together and we did what we called virtual tap room. Hmm. So that was something people missed coming in. People missed, obviously, missed seeing people right. and everything's on Zoom. So we would get together every Friday, which normally only like one or two bartenders were working together at a time. So this would get our team of seven or eight of us together uh, or whoever could come that Friday until and making sure it was safe. And we were testing weekly at this point. Um, and we would get uh, beer and pizza or beer and food from another brewery. And we would drink that and we would just sit here like this and we'd have Facebook Live going and like, uh, sometimes we did like a zoom chat and we would just go live and just talk about something that wasn't pandemic related right. you know we talked about we'd have tri- we'd have people submit questions in the comments we'd have like a hat with top it we're like is a hot dog a sandwich or is a hot dog a taco or what you know like crazy right. thing just to get people's mind off of it and they would have the, they would have their beer to go and they'd be drinking and and along and we'd have people we'd see people join in the conversation that uh, maybe we're from here before but have moved away and they're like oh my gosh I feel like I'm at the gnome again so that was something that really brought our team close together and brought our brought our um, community close together and um, we'd love to like people are like we have to figure out a way to do that again I'm like I know we should do that again mm-hmm. at some point but um, that was something that we that I really enjoyed being able to, to have that time together um, and then uh, we were open for a little bit over this the summer of 2020 and then we actually had to close it out again in August that was the hardest part um, 
a lot of people don't realize that we are consider we're like a bar we're considered a drinking establishment right and so when the numbers started get going up things were getting uh, bad here um, we the county decided to um, close the the bars so like the club night worried about nightclubs worried about overcrowding things like that and so we were included in that right so we you know kept doing the to-go do what we could but a lot of other places were open and it's also August is kind of that back to school slow time anyway. Right. So, you know, we made it through, but that was that was the scariest month. Um, and then just trying to like pick up for the holidays, do what we could do, um, have have fun, you know, the masks and do all the themes and all the, you know, the things that we can do with it. And we've, we've made it this far and it's, uh, we're definitely not back to where we used to be, but it's starting to pick up, the nightlife's starting to pick up again. We're gonna be having some more live music and um, do some of the things that we used to do. I think people are ready. Yeah, <laughs> people are very ready, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Okay, well, speaking of fun things you guys are doing, um, this part of the podcast is going to be a little bit of time sensitive, so if you're hearing this after June 25th, you can probably skip ahead or, or listen in, but you guys are having a big anniversary party on June 25th for the seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we decided the first couple of years we were open, we, you know, we're such a small space and we, we were trying to do like, we do like an anniversary week and every night we, we tap all these new beers. Every night would be something different to get different people in, but it was just never felt like we just wanted to have a big party where we could have some space. And so in 2019, um, I think it was like early, early 2019, I went over to our neighbors, Eminem Insurance, and I said, you guys have this big parking lot that you don't use on the weekends. Could we use this for a big party and extend our liquor license through the alley and just have like a, just a big outdoor party here? And they're like, sure, it was great. <laughs> and so I started, and of course it's a lot of work. You have to have lots of permits. We can't just like sling beers out there. You right. know what I mean? So it's a, it t- it's, it's, I usually start in January planning for the party in June. Um, but that first year it w- went off almost without a hitch. We had to, uh, there was some rain uh, mm-hmm. in the evening. So we moved, moved some of the bands and, and live music and some things up and just kind of try to let everybody know and then we made it till about eight o'clock and then we had to just everybody could come in if they could fit inside or go next door or whatever so we made it most of the time but um that was the first year and then we didn't have have a party in 2020 we did a lot of to-go stuff in 2020 we had like bingo and like coloring sheets and people uh we did a lot of like take your take your picture at home and Mm. you know hashtag use hashtags and selfies and things like that so that was fun we made it made it through that we still had the still had our anniversary beers but 2021 um we got to do the full party without have there was a little bit of sprinkles but we made it through the the whole time so we because it's a lot of work and because we're you know doing it and it's outside we um we are open from noon to like 11 p.m um it's a full noon to 11 p.m it's a full 11 hour day just because if we're going to do it we might as well do it big so the plan is actually have the tap room close that day um because when we we learned in 2019 that a lot of our uh, staff got stuck in here. They couldn't go outside and see them. We were trying to rotate, and people were confused, and they were trying to go on our back door, which is locked, and that's the brew house entrance, so we didn't want people back there, um, and it was just confusing. So the, unless unless it's like lightning, thunder, just downpour all day, <laughs> the plan, rain or shine, is to be in the back parking lot behind us, which is Eminem Insurance's lot at uh, Hydraulic and Victor Street. 
Um, and so what we do is we just have, we have new beers. We have a tap trailer out there that we just have tons of beers on tap. We have um, new this year, we're gonna have a DJ play all day and then um, lots of fun family friendly activities during the day. So Lamp House Photo Booth will be back and that's free to use the photo booth. We work with some sponsors um, in the community because um, while we make money from the event, it takes you know it takes a lot. We have to have tables and lights sure. and you know all the permits and all the things. So um, so we get some sponsors for that. So you can do the do the do the photo booth. We're adding some character drawers and a face painter. Um, we're going to have some ice cream and we're going to have snow cones along with other food trucks. So lots of fun family friendly things. Um, we'll have water. It'll probably be really hot. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have new merch. We're doing a 70s theme since it's seven years. So okay. our shirt's um, theme this year is Shake Your Gnome Thing. Love it. So we'll have Boy, lots of 70s guys music. got and the puns down. Yes, we like a good gnome pun. I so, love that. Um, and then at 5 o'clock, we'll start music. Harrison Steele is going to kick us off. And then Molly Neely is going to be playing with Rochelle Love and Rudy Love Jr. Okay. We're super pumped about that. And then Uche and the Crash is our headlining band. So they'll start around 8, 8.30, and they'll play a couple 45-minute sets. And then we kind of wrap it up. So, um, like I said, lots of fun things. The food truck, we have a lineup of food trucks during for lunchtime and then uh, food trucks in the evening. Um, Piotto obviously does really well. It's a great time to check out Piotto that day. And Eminem Insurance is actually going to be grilling some burgers mm-hmm. and hot dogs. And they always do um, it's some raffles and things for a nonprofit. So they, they use the opportunity to be a part of our um part of our day which we love because we love our neighbors getting involved um, but then they also raise money for a great cause great now does it beyond i'm sure you have to pay for beer and food and stuff like that but does it cost anything tickets yeah, anything so, like that so no tickets um the beer is just kind of pay as you go so we always we'll have card readers we have a hot spot out there um and beer is just five dollars which is a little cheaper than we usually do Ooh. just to kind of make it even so if you have cash or can pick up cash before it's super easy okay. we want to make sure you're still tipping our bartenders are literally there for 11 hours Ugh, <laughs> so yeah. we want to make sure you're tipping and you're not having i mean the card reader is fine but we just don't have a way to like take tabs and it's we try to move it through quickly so we encourage encourage cash but we also take cards um the food trucks and any of the other activities or just on your own like i said the photo booth's free there's no cover for the music or anything it's just Great. a big um community event and i do want to recognize our sponsors um, martin pringle is our big entertainment sponsor Emprise bank is sponsoring the photo booth so they'll be a part of that um, and then we have Fuzzy's Tacos will mm. be um, the cups. There are because we do plastic cups for the event. And we have recycling, love trash and recycling, and porta potties, of course. Um, I should probably tell people that since it's an 11 hour. Not that you're going to stay all 11 <laughs> hours, but we do have restrooms. Um, and then we have some uh, new this year, some uh, neighborhood sponsors who will have some booths and they'll be doing some activities and kind of makes it a fun neighborhood community party. So we have um, Advanced Physical Therapy, which they're just across the street. We have Kent AV. We love them, and um, Wichita, Wichita Pet Wellness, uh, mm. the vet. It's actually our vet for our dog, Frank, um, Ooh, down Frank. the street. So, yep, Frank the dog. Um, that's what Frank's Oatmeal Stout is named after. Ah. So. Um, so we'll be doing that. Our big beers, um, if you know... If you know, you know, our big beers for anniversary are always our Blood Orange Pale Ale, our Boysenberry ESB, and the Matt's Melon Mayhem, um, among lots of or lots of other beers. We'll have some kombucha on tap from Apollo. Um, like I said, we're adding some like snow cones and fun Ooh. things for the kids. And I like um, snow cones. It'll be 
Yeah, and for adults, you can make your you can make your own yeah. beer snow cone. Maybe we can figure that out. I asked for a snow cone maker for Christmas, and I make beer snow cones now. So yes, so so that's an option too. So we'll make that happen. Um, just lots of other, and lots of other fun stuff that I forget to mention. But it's just a big fun day, and I know there's a million things going on that day. We know we're back to doing events every weekend. The Pride March is that that morning. Definitely mm. don't want to miss that. I mean, a lot of things are happening. So I just want my biggest thing i want everybody to know is it's literally from noon to 11 so you right. can like stop by in between things you can plan to come early you can plan to come later just know that we're out here all day and we're ready to party love it but that's june 25th yes. um i will do my best to be out here but that is actually speaking of things going on that day there's a wind surge game that night there is and we're doing wichita podcast at the wind surge game so we're gonna go do an episode and, and be there as well so come maybe see me early here mm-hmm. at, at hopping gnome area and then you can come find me at the wind surge you could you could find me all day find you all day we'll be yeah, around we'll be around awesome love it is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the brewery um I mean, I think we've already addressed it. I just think um, if you haven't been here, definitely, and if you're able to check out the party, I think you'll just see that the community is our real product. I mean, the beer is just the byproduct of what we do, and I just think you'll really see that there. And if you can't make it, you know, it's fine. But I just, you know, hopefully you get that vibe when you walk into the tap room. Um, It's just, it's, it's amazing that we've been able to do this for seven years and live our dreams and continue to grow and continue to, to build that community so um, and even if you don't like craft beer or you're afraid to try craft beer or you can't drink beer um, you know we have other options we um, started carrying some some non-alcoholic options we do you know we carry some seltzers and ciders like I said things like that um, and wine and stuff that you can you can try and um, just just check it out because I think it's something and if you want to try beer um, you know our bartenders are great they will help you find we can do some samples we can do some flights to figure out what you like because we probably have a style for you sure is there anything else you can tell us about uh, supporting local or any other encouragements to those listening about supporting local yeah I would just say you know you can't do everything but try to do something so you know, if you're, you know, getting a lot of your groceries, it's at chains or ordering through Amazon. I mean, we're all busy. We have to like do what we have to do. But think of like three to five things that you could, that you buy on a monthly basis or for gifts or every once in a while that you could that you could do uh, more locally. So um, a big thing I think is obviously food and drinks. We talk about like a lot about that on the podcast there's a lot of local food and drinks you can look at you know um, instead of buying a book on a at a big box store you know going to local um, a local bookstore or you know going to the library things like that that's also supporting local or maybe if you like to support local coffee shops you know but you you know need to save money and make coffee at home we have great local roasters great local coffee places that you know you can get the coffee from so just make a like I like to start with just kind of making a list and just seeing what you can do. Another thing is we are big on supporting local artists here. We do First Friday art shows. And, it, you know, it took us a while to figure that out. We we love supporting artists. We would work with them for some of our beer labels. Um, but we would have these shows every month. And we were new. You know, this is like when we first opened. And we weren't spending a lot of money personally on art. But we were thinking you know, well, we're supporting them by having their shows and that's great and we do support them, but to really support them, you have to buy the art. <laughs> so we started, that was something we really, we really changed, especially during um, the shutdown time, um, you know, going online to their websites and doing, you know, we couldn't have art shows, but 
just supporting local artists any way you can. And, and, there, and you can find, I mean, if you're going to buy something at Hobby Lobby, you can buy it from a local artist. Sure. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be an art collector. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. I mean, that's great if you can. But, you know, if you can get a print of something, you can start small. Just somewhere, um, I definitely, or you like to wear jewelry. A lot, of lo- a lot of great artisans, a lot of great local markets around. Our farmer's market's great. The workroom does a market. Um, you know, just start checking out some of those things. And that's, that's a great place to start. Okay. Now, I have one here that I don't know is, I don't think it's on your list, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is your favorite thing to do in Wichita outside of the brewery game? Yes. Well, I do love drinking craft beer, but okay. <laughs> the, communi- the community is what does it for me. Um, and I always say that I love, I love beer, but that's really his, you know, that's Tori's thing. My, uh, what keeps me going is a community. So I love the local events that we have here. Um, there's just so many, there's so many that you, you know, often can't get to all of them, but definitely start following a lot of things going on in the community. Nafsker Park is doing a lot of things now. Um, a lot of, um, like I just mentioned, local artisans and different markets are happening all the time. I love it because it's like it's like going to, right, especially now since we haven't been out for so long, it's like going to a reunion and seeing mm. all your old friends and all these these uh, makers and uh, businesses working together and um, to get their get their products out. It's just like a one big party. So that's why we started doing. I mean, that was initially besides just having more space. Um, that was our reasoning for wanting to do a big community uh, anniversary party out back to make to kind of add to that community event feel. So I think that's my favorite thing. I like it. And I'm going to put you on the spot here with our final question. What is your favorite local restaurant or I'll let you say restaurants if you need to in Wichita? Yes, I can't say just one. I will say any <laughs> restaurant that supports local craft beer, especially Hopping No. Okay, obviously. Um, uh, the Monarch Public, Anchor, Dempsey's, Ziggy's, um, anything that's locally owned um, and that really loves to partner with, I think, it, like I said, the partnerings, I say it all the time, and I've said it a lot on this, but, uh, you know, likes to partner with others in the community that's, you know, getting locally sourced food, that's working with those farmers, and a lot of them are doing this, so it's hard to it's hard to pick just one. So definitely, you know, do a little research, and I will say just have some patience and some grace right now. Everyone's struggling um, with staffing in our restaurants, I think, or have been hit the, hit the most, and um, the experience of eating out and doing things is still a little different. We're yep. not, you know, it's not, it's this new normal that we're, you know, hopefully not going to be in this spot forever, but definitely just, just get out and support them if you can. I mean, the to-go options are great if you can still do that, but, um, but go get out and just, just have a little patience and a little grace and just support your community. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, this was really great. I had a good time. I hope you also had a, yeah, a fine you. time. Um, <laughs> everyone come down, check out Hopping Gnome. Uh, go June 25th, check out their big party. You might see either of us there. And um, yeah, enjoy responsibly. That's all yes. I got. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Okay, there was our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it with Stacy. She was really great. Special thank you to Hopping Gnome for hooking that up. And go check out their party here on June 25th. You heard about it. Go check it out. Uh, post about it. Tag us. Tag Hopping Gnome. Let's have a good time. A couple special thank yous before we wrap up. Special thank you to Anna Sophia. Uh, she does our theme music. You can find her on Instagram at Anna Sophia Music on Spotify. She's Anna Sophia Henry. Go check her out and her music. Uh, according to Instagram, Another You is out now. So go check that out. 
Special thank you also to my cousin-in-law, Steven, for coming up with the design of our logo. Uh, we think it's really neat, and uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll see it on some shirts here pretty soon. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough. So thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us, like, subscribe, all those things on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you can go to 3yum6.com. It has all of our details, what, where to find us on social media, all those different things. You can also check us out over on wichitapodcast.com. We also have a podcast about Wichita history and all that. So go check all of that. 3yum6.com has got blogs. It's got all of our other podcasts. Uh, it's hopefully going to have some video content here soon if I can ever get around to edit something that we already did for you all so go check that out shout out big clots and shout out everyone else that writes for 3m6 you guys all do an awesome job we really appreciate that uh special thank you as always to our technical director emily han realtor singer songwriter as well go check out her music um yeah so thank you everyone and bon appetit wichita 